What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the bunker in somewhere in the Ozarks, it's a technically declined edition of Shoe the Dough. <laughs> wow. This, you know, technology is fun, right? It works to our advantage and sometimes our disadvantage. <laughs> Today is one of those disadvantages. I will tell you, if you're a Patreon supporter, if you support us on Patreon.com, mm-hmm. your audio extra today is going to be fabulous. Gonna be amazing. It's going to be amazing. We're we're using a new program to connect with our guests who come in, uh, you know, for interview parts. And for whatever reason, when we tried to connect with that today with our guest today, uh, Captain Logan, it did not go. It as did planned. not go as planned. And if you our Patreon supporter will put that up for our bonus content today so you can hear exactly what happened. But for our regular show, Fridays is when we do Sif Pop, which is the critic, the geek, and the girl going at a particular uh, movie or whatever kind of is happening in pop culture. So the critic is Aaron Dicer, who is an actual movie critic. Yes. Everyone, welcome, Aaron. Woo-hoo! I'm certifiable. Woo-hoo! Uh, the geek today, our OG original geek, is Captain Logan. Hello, Captain Logan. Hello, Danae. It's nice to have you. And then the girl's me. That's you. It just ends right there. Uh, Captain Logan, you can find a Geek Volution on the YouTubes and elsewhere as well. How are things going on the channel these days? Oh, doing really well, man. We got all kinds of cool stuff. We just passed our big landmark, 20,000 subscribers. Wow, wow, nice. And we're just plugging away. Uh, we just started a brand new uh, fun uh, comic vault series where Dan Tori and I are going through the uh, early classic Stan Lee Spider-Man stuff page for page. Oh, wow. That sounds really amazing and also something I would be so bad at because I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like not I just have, don't have the like the background in comics. Uh, we spent an hour and 20 minutes on Amazing Fantasy 15. That is 12 pages. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, That's called serious. in-depth exploration right there. I don't yeah. know that we'll go that in depth with uh, Fantastic Four today, but we certainly will get into it. And uh, and by the way, no spoilers as we talk about it here at this first section, 
But there will be spoilers included in the Sift Pop podcast feed. We'll do a uh, secondary spoiler cast edition, and then we'll get into a little more of those details. With which a movie like this, there are actually a few things I want to talk about in the last you know third of this movie that I think are a really valuable conversation uh, as we kind of get into this. But we'll kind of keep it broad for this first part. Yeah, we kind of go at the conversation of the movie stuffs. We start off broad, and then we kind of get more specific. By the way, uh, hey to Bonnie, Monstrix, uh, Caleb, and Brenton, and Humberto all hanging out in the chat. If you guys have any questions. Hey, guys. Uh, anything you want to know about the movie, and any comments gals. on what's you know going on, make sure you pop that in the chat. We'll get started. We're going to play, um, play a clip from the movie as we kind of get into this. And listen to Captain Type. This is Ben. Look, he was lucky charm. You guys sure you're in the best shape to be doing this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're good. I like how the clip you chose is just music. I guess I should come up with something better than one small step for man. Strap in and get comfy, kids. We're about to make history. Yeah, or die. Either or. That's the clip from where they uh, go into the machine the first time to figure out if they can actually traverse universes speaking of or die this movie (laughs) (sighs) well we can Uh, start with that if you want we'll give our kind of general opinions danae what did you think of fantastic four i think you should avoid this movie yeah i think you should avoid this movie pretty much at all costs (laughs) and captain you're typing furiously we can we can hear that what is what do you uh what do you think about this film oh i i'm sorry i was just you know social media and stuff uh (laughs) Trying to let people know that we're doing this show. Um, uh, yeah, absolute train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, this is going to be so much fun. Aaron, what did you think? It was awful. Okay. It really was. I mean, you know, it's awful in the fact that we're used to so much better from a superhero movie. You know, you you made a great point today. I'll let you make it since it was your point, you I know, in our say, conversation originally. Do not watch any Marvel movie and then this film. And then I said, do not watch Mission Impossible and then this film. My suggestion to you is to only watch movies made in the 90s, then go see this film. You may possibly be impressed. Yeah. Possibly. Because there is at least, you know, kind of the the modern filmmaking stuff in this. It's like like how they made this movie was sort of like low budget sci-fi. It was it just seemed. But it was big budget. I cannot understand where the money went. (laughs) I'm sure affects I don't understand those kind of it. things. Affects where? They made him stretch and there were flames all over, you know, Johnny Storm. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. I would be curious because I feel like, yeah, anyway, I could, I, I have several things. This movie is so bad that in order to um, present that the bad guy was getting more intense, like one of the bad guys was getting more intense, they made him chew gum. When the bad guy got cocky, they made him chew gum. That's that's, <laughs> that's how, the extent of the that's storytelling. How baseline this movie is. What do you think it was for you, Cap? What what just didn't click for you? 
Oh, nothing. Uh, it, it just doesn't work. And I was, you know, there were a lot of naysayers all the way up through this. People didn't like that Fox was uh, still had the rights to it. People didn't like Josh Trank getting his hands on it. Uh, I wanted to give Trank the benefit of the doubt. I really liked Chronicle. I know a lot of people didn't. Um, I was kind of excited to see him get the thing. And even when when early reviews were showing this thing at like 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, I was like, I'm going to see it. Maybe I'll, I'll watch it. They'll be like, they have no idea what they're talking about. Um, yeah. Everything fell apart at the seams uh, at the script at the script level uh, at the um, it, at at the you know regular production level. Uh, Danae is absolutely right about the special effects; uh, completely inconsistent. Stretching stuff looks fine. A lot a lot of everything else is incredibly abysmal. Um, I don't know what's going on with the dialogue in this movie, but it is okay. hammed up like crazy. Right? And it okay. Kn- and it and it doesn't know it. So, it has no idea. So. I think, and I, I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong about this. There's like a 99% chance I'm wrong about this. I think everyone was taking sedatives when they went and on the <laughs> set, because even they're like, they're acting like even though it was, some of it was seemed over the top. They were all so casual. Like everything was so muted. There was never ever a climax to this movie. The very end of this movie, which again, we're not going to spoil anything, but the very, you know, the big climax of the end of the movie, you're still going, what is this? It's like, it's seriously one of the worst movies. I think, I mean, I just saw Pixels recently, right? Like that was a terrible movie. I like Pixels more than I like this movie. No, you don't. Come on. Seriously. I'm not with you there. Honestly, I think I might too. Thank wow. you. Thank yeah, you. And I'll, wow. and, I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why. Because while I was watching Pixels, I felt like I might still be alive. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what I last night, Vince and I recorded our review for this, and Vince was stunned. Fantastic Four is one of Vince's favorite things. He almost couldn't say anything in the review because he was just catatonic. It's so and, well. That's what the movie was, and Danae, you yeah. touched on this a little bit, but that was my main thing. There is no spark in this movie whatsoever. The color palette is all grays and blacks. It's all very dimmed and dark. Uh, the people aren't interesting, even though they're saying hammy dialogue. They're saying it in you know, such boring ways. And it's not fun, Hammy dialogue. No. It's, all, it's all spoon feeding stuff to you. But I can't, I can't believe uh, Franklin Storm. You know, the Storm's dad. I uh, like, like that's the, uh, that's my favorite. Th- that guy played my favorite character in uh, House of Cards, and uh, I was so excited that he got that role. And uh, that's that's the guy who owns the barbecue joint in, in yeah in that show. Yep. And uh, every, he's a walking science paper. Like every single thing he says sounds like it came out of a quote book or a science paper. And it, it like, it's just bizarre. He's, he's a non-character, but then everybody's a non-character. Yeah. It's, it's really the disappointing. Whole movie and is it's a non-movie. And you mentioned being disappointed or, you know, really excited for him to play that role. Yeah. I felt the same way about Michael B. Jordan. I love Michael B. Jordan. I liked him in Chronicle and I liked him even more in. Who is um, that guy? Uh, he was Johnny human Storm, Torch. the Human and Torch. How, and how do I forget that Human Torch is in a Fantastic Four movie? I kept forgetting he was even there. <laughs> because you could have forgot any of those characters were there. Exactly. They were yeah. just forgettable. And uh, and I like Miles I, Teller. I think Miles Teller is a lot I of fun. I just want to address some comments. We've got a lot of comments happening, which is great. And a lot of them are, are you sure it was that bad? Is it really? <laughs> you guys, it's yeah. really that bad. It is a bad, bad movie. 
if you're going to hear from one of the three of us, apparently, that it's not that that bad, it's going to be me. I think I liked it a little more than you two, which is to saying I liked it at all. <laughs> like I found some positive about it. Um, I, I think I ended up giving it a C minus. That's somewhere in that range. Ridiculous. That's so, generous. That's, that is that's so generous. generous. I, well, that's, it, what, that's what I the, felt. Aaron, the movie doesn't start until 50 minutes in and all the story is in the is in the first half. How does that even work? I, I didn't think the movie ever started. <laughs> you mean, <laughs> <laughs> it never really did. That's kind of true. You're just watching but, it going, what is, what is happening? Yeah, well, 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 Vince, last night, I gotta say, Vince said that uh, the the uh, the lead principal character is the teleportation device. <laughs> That's not a bad, it's certainly, there certainly is no real um, drawing of any kind of tension between the villain and the superheroes. Like, this, the superheroes and the villain aren't even... You know, oh, the villain. It, it, I cannot wait for the spoilers. <laughs> we have so much to talk well, about. Well, I'm just spending the whole movie thinking, here's a, here's a uh, cool thing you could do with this idea. Here's a cool thing you sure. could do with this idea. And just, and, and, and we never go anywhere with stuff. I mean, like, you, you know, the, uh, the like government experimentation stuff and all. There's a lot of things, this, stuff you can, you can do with all that. I mean, they're not doing anything with it. No, it's, it's really sad because this movie thinks it's so big and it thinks it's so interesting that they can downplay everything because the content's got to be so interesting. Mm -hmm. But nothing about this movie is interesting. There's not, there's not a moment where there's a payoff in any way. There's not a relationship payoff. I mean, there's there's some drama between relationships, but even then it's just like, how did, I mean. You, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it with the word payoff. There is zero payoff in that this movie. And that I think really boils it down to one of the key uh, key things in it because it does the setup thing. There is plenty of relationships set up in this movie. But, there's but because there's the no payoff, because there's no resolution to any of that, I think they do a decent job setting up the Ben Grimm, uh, you know, Reed Richards relationship. Like they set it up nicely, but it doesn't really go anywhere. There's no payoff to it. There's definitely no payoff in this one. So don't go pay for it. It's <laughs> probably a good. I was trying to think summary. of like a couple of lines from the movie so I can kind of give you an idea of how it's acted. So I'm going to do my best. So this is. <laughs> This is the invisible woman before she's become the invisible woman. Mm -hmm. Sue Storm. Talking to the stretchy guy before he becomes the stretchy guy. Reed Richards. When she sees his plans for this teleportation device. Okay, okay. Here's okay. how she delivers okay. the line. All right, good, good. Wow. It's surprising that you didn't blow a hole in the fabric of time. <laughs> here's the thing, though. That, that, yeah, Danae, that, that's, a, that's a great... Uh, <laughs> that's a great Cat Mirror impression. And that's a good Cat Mirror impression in, in, in other things, too. I've never and, and seen I, her and here's, before. And here's Miles Teller's response. Yeah, I'm glad, too. Yeah. You know, we can start getting borderline creepy. Like, yeah. Here's, <laughs> me, me, too. Here's the Flames response. Because I'm an adult and I can do what I want. That's that's his big that's his big moment. Right. That's all. That's pretty much all he has to offer. Look at yeah. me. I'm a rebellious teenager and I drive cars around a lot and I don't like my dad because he does science and doesn't care about me. So you know how teenagers just don't care about anything. They don't care about your opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're playing teenagers really well. But then <laughs> nobody cares about what they're going through because they don't care what they're, they're going through. Completely unlikable. Yeah, there's yeah. not a likable person in the movie or or even or even a sympathetic. I mean, I was, really, I was waiting for this. But they're also not 
still people. I was waiting for this to just kick in and something to happen. You know, like at first I thought, am I just being too hard on this? Because the set pieces are real bland. You know, everything's just very bland. Yeah. It's it's a gym. It's a side office. You know, um, even their tech stuff, you know, like, and again, maybe it's because Mission Impossible and, you know, uh, Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. You know, we're used to seeing some pretty cool CG to show us how technology is going to be uh, like these different interfaces that they're using for their computer screens or, you know, really cool schematics that that's running in the background. You've always got something kind of happening in your field of vision right. that you can kind of lean into and enjoy. In this one, they're just in a room with a chair and a computer, and on the computer is a number sequence. It's just a very, very basic. So when everything around them is very, very basic, the actors have to fill in a whole different dynamic. And when they are also very basic and their interactions are basic and everything's just a stretch to even make connections... That's, I think, why this movie falls apart so ridiculously for me. We're, we're talking. You said stretch. I did. I <laughs> we're, did. We're obviously talking a lot about the flaws in this movie, but let's take it in a couple different directions. Uh, and this, these come from uh, the comments as well. Somebody said it can't be as bad as the other movies. I don't agree with that. I don't think I think the other movies are better than this. Oh, for or, sure. I well, well, they're watchable. They're enter, they're entertaining. That's uh, exactly right. You, you know, you, you, I always have to talk about, especially the first one, because Silver Surfer is, I think, worse than, than than the first, which is weird because there's actually kind of more story there. But I uh, but you know with with uh, with Tim Story's first movie, um, I always have to talk about that on 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 two different levels. You've got the the critical level of uh, we're taking a lot of you know story shortcuts and dumbing down characters and stuff, but then on just a pure entertainment level, there's a lot of fun stuff there. I mean, it's, it, 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 and it nails the tone of uh, old school Stanley Fantastic Four. And Chris Evans has more charisma in his pinky as you know the Human Torch in those movies than. Anybody in any the this movie had the entire film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're they're watchable. Mm -hmm. Guys, pinkies are small, just in case. Okay, <laughs> just just wanted to make Thank sure you, that Danae. drove that. No, home. I appreciate you clearing that up. No problem. Unless you read Richards, and then you can make it, you know, bigger, longer. Nice. Yes, that is true. Richard the other thing, the other thing, somebody brought up, uh, isn't this movie supposed to be a setup for a new franchise with a ton of sequels? Let's hope not. Well, I think it is supposed to be that, but what do yeah. you guys think about that? Is that going to happen now? No, what are they going to no, do? Definitely not. Um, I hope not. It's. It, I don't see it making making its money back. Uh, you don't get the kind of critical response this got early and now and 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 make it generally. Um, yeah, and if it did get a sequel, and I really don't see that, uh, you know, it's going to have to be completely retooled, you know, because I mean, they're not going to they're not going to get Josh Trank back. They're not going to want Josh Trank back, right? And, and is so, that I mean, the main guy? Is a director? Oh, okay. that's the director. Uh, yeah. So, and, and I don't know. Really briefly, Aaron, I feel like we should probably talk background on that a little bit because uh, sure, go this ahead. is this is not a movie that fell apart because. I mean, and, and it's kind of mired in mystery as to what exactly happened and is going on here. But they I mean, all started taking sedatives, I'm telling you. <laughs> Danae well, has it figured out. But see, what's funny about that, Danae, is that you're, and again, we don't want to go too much into spoilers, but you're talking about a, a movie where getting drunk is a major plot point, and there was a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of talk that Josh Trank was regularly drunk on the set. And I just think that's really strange if that was actually going on, that like, that like we were talking about a movie about immaturity and it was made in a very immature fashion. 
Wow. That's interesting. That would be interesting. Because that is something that isn't too much of a spoiler. I mean, in movies, you can definitely say that just don't make important decisions when you're drunk. But yeah, Trank uh, is blaming Fox really hard. And he put out a tweet last night that Fox made him, I guess, retract, uh, where he said that there is a version of the movie that he was happy with a year ago. And if he had been able – Aaron, I don't know if you saw that tweet. No, I did uh, not. But he said if if you – if if that had been the movie that had been put out, critics would have loved it. That's that's what he said. Shots fired. Here's the problem. My problem with that is that I guess what he's saying is that the studio completely rewrote the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Because I don't see how with any of the scenes I saw here, there is a really, really watchable version because I don't see, as, as Aaron said, any, any spark between these, between these characters, uh, none of the dialogue works. I mean, I mean like, like, like none of it works. Uh, and so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. We have seen a lot of like hobbled together movies, uh, like, you know, messed with after they were shot and after an initial cut was put together. And then you see a director's cut or something, you go, oh, well, this, this actually was kind of a better movie. Could, you know, Daredevil director's cut is the one I always go back to. But importantly, that's a movie that doesn't seem all that horribly written when you see it in the theater. It's just missing a bunch of huge pieces. Uh, this is not like that. No, no, this, this just feels like it was poorly executed from scratch, you know, from I mean, the very first step. There were, there were a whole lot of reshoots and stuff like that. Uh, his initial vision sounded fascinating. And I think that the tone that they went with, to be fair, uh, works with it. Uh, I don't mind. And I would deny. I don't know. I don't know why the only time we can ever go outside in this movie is when we're in an alternate dimension. But but I feel like. Uh, this tone, this kind of this kind of heavier, more somber tone, and this idea of making these superpowers feel like a really, really terrible thing at first. I really like that. I really like the idea of doing it in a more like almost horror pulp kind of way, uh, and then maybe some of these characters can appreciate having powers later on. Is that yes. what they were trying to do? But we'll see. That's, that that's didn't what translate. I that didn't translate at all. Trying, that's what I thought they were trying to do at first until see? it didn't go anywhere. But I had that a lot of times. But anyway, the, what I was going to say is Trank talked about this when he got the project a few years ago about it being a hard science fiction version and that's a great idea and that's that's and that would that would potentially go with this tone but what i felt like i was getting was this thing spoon feeding me going look we are serious and making every mistake i've ever seen a, a really mediocre bland you know middle of the road superhero movie make well and 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 here's one we haven't talked about yet maybe in the effects we have a little bit I, I thought the way they here you have four characters with incredible superpowers that should be creative and fun and used interestingly. And I don't remember one instance in the entire movie where I thought they were used creatively or interestingly. The no, powers because, were just because we're, we'll get more into like I don't want to get too much into like what happens with their powers, because, see, I went in thinking that their powers were something that they were going to have kind of at the very beginning we were mm-hmm. going to be able to see them sort of develop and move through so you know talking specifically about what happens in this in this one maybe a little bit of a spoiler for some but it was very disappointing because you're right like there's so there's so much left on the table for them to have done when this movie comes to a close it's like maybe when it was starting to turn the volume up on excitement for the plot line to like a four, maybe a three or a four on excitement. And I want to get to a 10. 
I want to have a good fun ride and I never you know had that and it's just a it's a it's a wasted potential because you do have fun you know characters that have fun powers but you look at somebody like like Sue Storm right and the main thing she is in this movie is a transportation device with yeah. her power she's basically Glinda the good witch in this movie with her power you know she just forms a force field and floats around like that's that's not fun. That's, that's it would just be, like it could be. My fun. car gets me from point A to point B. You know, well, and making her really cold and unemotional could have been really interesting. I mean, I felt like the way they set her up, uh, they she had the most potential to to you know be be kind of interesting and was kind of the most different take on her that I had seen. Nothing, nothing of of, of you know you know of translating these characters. It's like it's like each person and each plot development and each twist. Is, has a lot of potential. It's like a book, you know, and they maybe flipped to the table of contents and they highlighted, you know, two of the first things that could happen. And I don't know if it's because I've, I'm used to feeling a different kind of pace in a movie, but this one, the pace of it is geriatric at best. You know, it's just so Which is ironic slow. considering it was supposed to be a youthful Teenager, take. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you're and you're partly saying that I think Danae because you weren't you know invested in in these in these people, uh, but also because there is all of fifteen minutes of story here. Maybe, uh, I, and and I, I, once again falling in all the all the pitfalls that so many superhero movies have before. We we were past this. I thought, <laughs> uh, like like this is not. The, and I, you know, I said this with Green Lantern a few years ago that like that was that was the Green Lantern movie I would have expected to see ten years before. This is a Fantastic Four movie I would have expected to see made when they made the first. Fantastic oh, yeah. oh yeah! And 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 it's and it's bizarre because obviously, like your, your commenter was saying, they're they're just trying to make an origin movie to get the ball rolling. What what you do is you use the origin itself to get the ball rolling. Uh, you do what and this this was another of Vince's points. You use what you do what Incredible Hulk did, where you just play it all out the first you know couple of minutes over your credits because there's nothing. There's not a story. In Fantastic Four's origin, well, I, I there was, isn't Spider-Man. There's not in Fantastic Four's origin. Is they go into space, they get powers. What happens next? That that's it. There's not a there are not character arcs there. Now making doing what this movie tries to do in in saying it was kind of their fault, and then maybe they have to make up for it. Maybe you could do something with that, but they don't. No, and I was going to ask you about that because you have such a, a better background with the source material. Um, this is such a different origin for them as was in the original movie and as is what I understood for their their powers they completely changed that is that correct not really i mean well the only thing that's different is that it's interdimensional i mean right that's what and, i mean and well but to be fair uh the uh, the ultimate comics version did it that way okay uh, so they were kind of borrowing from that uh what would have what would have really kind of dialed this up to 11 and and made it a lot more and darker but that's what they're going for uh would have been to uh take the um take the scary track and let Reed Richards turn into the big scary bad guy because that's what happens in Ultimate they turn Reed Richards into the scariest person in the Marvel universe in that wow and they could have gotten away with that here i think so here's what i'm wondering and we'll do our one more thing after we kind of discuss this a little bit. If you have one more thing to say about the I, movie. I do have one more thing. Okay, hold on to it. We'll, I'm we'll holding each, on. We'll each do our one more thing here. But I did... Don't drop it! Don't <laughs> drop it today! Okay, I got it. I did want to know if either of you are willing to entertain the idea no. that the reason we hate <laughs> this movie so much 
is a lot because we are so spoiled with Marvel movies. A lot because we are so spoiled with how good other companies have done it. And if the Marvel movies didn't exist, we might have a different reaction to this. Okay. I will answer that by saying, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but we don't live in that world. <laughs> it's a fair point. You're asking me to pretend like CG doesn't exist. Take yourself to another dimension. What this movie needed was different writers, different directors, a different approach. It needed some it needed some something different because we know that it can be created with other people and it's just I mean, it's unfortunate, but this one will never be able to stack up. This one will be compared I compared this one to like Batman Begins. Okay. You know? That's an interesting comparison. Why? Uh, not begins. I apologize. Just Batman. <laughs> Bat- uh, Batman Forever? The one, forever, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, with um, Chris um That was O'Connell the one that was like, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was his Robin and- Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, maybe not quite like that, but it felt like that. It felt really, really bad like what that. What do you think, Cap? Anyway. Well, first of all, go back and watch Batman Forever because it's a way better movie than you're giving it credit for. And you might be thinking of Batman and Robin. Uh, that might set- be it. Secondly, every, everybody makes that mistake and just, just do yourself a favor and go back and watch that because there, there's cool stuff there. Um, not a perfect movie. F- first movie that actually attempted to make it about Batman. So you got to give is, credit Is for Batman that. Forever the one with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey? Yes, and... I love that one. Yeah, I actually do oh, enjoy okay. that I'm one. I'm thinking of yeah. the wrong one. Okay, okay. Kiss by Rose was... in the Grave, buddy. I was there. <laughs> um, Aaron, uh, I, I, I kind of agree with Danae. Uh, here, here's the thing. We had we have to remember that we had good superhero movies before Marvel. There there were there were some, and uh, Sp- uh, Spider Man and Spider Man Two dance uh, circles and circles and circles around this movie. Agreed. Uh, so I, I would so what I would say is that I would still probably have had uh, this the same kind of experience I had with this, regardless of uh, Marvel making a lot of good movies and kind of changing the landscape, um, especially if I had seen the other Fantastic Four movies. I feel like if those had never been made, I might have sort of given this more of a chance, at least moving forward, were they to make more. But I do think that the fact that we uh, are living in this superhero movie culture and that uh, Marvel has done what it's done, it's de- it's definitely going to affect uh, how it sells. Mm. Like, I think that this movie could have made money 10 years ago in a way that it won't now. Right. That's a, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I think you're right. I just wanted to put it out there. You know, I call it the Cars effect. You know, Pixar makes cars. And it's not an awful movie, but, you know, it, it's considered a flop because it's Pixar. And so sometimes I think, you know, with a superhero movie, maybe it's the kind of the same way. But no, I think you guys are right. But it's not the same. Stu- and to that point, if I may, uh, what? And, and I'm saying this after the fact, of course. And again, I liked the idea of Trank before. Um, I feel like I feel like he got in over his head. Uh, he wasn't ready for a project like this. But- and allegedly may have gotten a little bit sloshed. <laughs> yeah. But, but, allegedly. Well, I, I mean, like, he wasn't getting along with the studio. I mean, there's a, there's probably a lot of people to blame for this. But here's the thing. Let's remember, of course, that because a lot of people are, are, are wanting to blame Fox and stuff. And there might have been some people there that got their hands in, in the mess and stuff. But it's about putting the right people on the project. Matthew Vaughn is credited as a producer for this. He directed X-Men First Class. He co-plotted that. He helped plot, if memory serves, Days of Future Past. We've already got superhero movies at Fox. We've got the X-Men franchise. They're doing amazing, amazing work right now. All we had to do was go to the well of folks we have already working on those movies and give this to them. Yeah. Here's my my last question would have been. Yeah, one last thing today. What's your one last thing? No, this this can't be my one last thing. Okay, fine. What's your question then? Is when do you scrap a movie like this? 
That's what I want to know. When do you go? This just needs to have more work. Oh, there's too much invested. I, okay, I don't I think, think you, that's a. I think that's a great point, Danae. And uh, yeah, I like. I, like I guess they just went point of no return at some point. Like we've already put too much money into it, but then you know, I don't know. I just. I, I mean, a hundred and twenty million dollars, Danae. <sighs> I mean, it, it, it's the same Where thing as Green Lantern. We're like, we're like that. That was a super expensive movie, and I'm there looking was... at it going, look at how shoddy a lot of these effects are. You got planes that don't look like they're there, oh. and this movie has exactly that kind it's of so thing. bad. Um, there were a couple of bits with Human Torch flying where I was like, oh, my God. It's that so looks bad. like somebody drew it on. Yeah, it's really bad. And even some of the, like, just the way that the, the whoever was doing that shot, the director maybe, it was just so lazy. Like, there was this one, yeah. particular, there was one particular scene where, like, even the way the car, everything's just so lazy. It's such a lazy Nobody's movie. Nobody's heart was in it, man. Anyway, um, my last thing would be a surprise twist for some gore in this movie. I would definitely want to let anyone know if you are going to go see this film and um, exploding heads bothers you <laughs> that there's a couple of things. And there's just this one particular scene that just quite suddenly appears. And now we're going into more blood. So, yeah. you know, if that kind of thing usually bothers you, you will be so numbed possibly by the time you get there. Yeah. That it won't anymore. Like, I have to be honest with you. I kind of started laughing a little bit. Because it was already such a ridiculous movie, and so when we take a turn for the serious, and 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 this is how you know, this is how the bad guy is hurting people, you know. And I'm watching this whole thing unfold before me. It was like watching. My dad and I used to sit on the couch and watch just horrible sci-fi movies, mm-hmm. and it it kind of went there for me. And so, I that the only time I really enjoyed myself. Was when I was like, this is so bad, it's now funny. And it happened right in that scene. And I was like, something is wrong with me. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is just, this can get worse. I didn't think it could, but it did. What about you, Captain? What's your one last thing? Oh, I feel like I've already said my piece. Okay, cool. Aaron, do you have one last thing? I do. I, I would say if you want to see a Miles Teller movie, Rent Whiplash. Uh, oh, yeah. if, if you want to see a, a, Michael B. Jordan movie, um, I forget the name of the movie. I was going to look it up, but, uh, he, he's in this really incredible film about a true life story of a shooting that happened in a, a subway and, um, uh, it, it's incredible and he's phenomenal in it. I just hate coming away from these things and seeing these actors who are so good you know, burdened in these bad projects because it's going to rub off on them. It, I mean, it always does. It's just the kind of way things work. But um, especially those two, I wanted to bring attention to that they've done some really good work recently. The BDG sums it up nicely in the chat. Thank you guys so much for your comments during this uh, conversation too, by the way, your questions and comments. The BDG says, fantastic fail. There you go. That is absolutely correct. So talk to us a little bit as we move on, Danae, about uh, Band that we work with and what we do there. Band is our communication app. So what we do is use Band as our number one communication app for our fans, either for Aaron and Danae, for the radio and all this stuff, and also for Sif Pop. Let me just tell you, Facebook fan pages are so handcuffed anymore. We When we post stuff on, you know, like a Facebook page, something like that, like, what is it? 
two point, point something percent <laughs> of the people who have said they like what we do get a chance to see it. Yeah, so it gets buried in so much. Whereas with band, you're just talking directly to a group of people that care about your project, care about whatever you're talking about. So yeah. We would highly encourage you to get it. It's a free app. You can find links at our uh, website, erinanddenae.com. Uh, it's free in Google Play or in your Apple Store. And when you get banned, search for Aaron and Danae. Or you can search for Sif Pop. We actually have a pop culture group that kind of started. That was actually the first thing that we started. And the community there is fantastic. We have a great time. Uh, good interaction. Good people. So it's a different platform than Facebook. And that's not a bad thing. Not at all. One of the things we uh, we got a chance to to interact with there at the band, and maybe you've seen all over the internet as well, is our next topic, and that is the Deadpool trailer that came out, which has just taken the internet by storm. I was not expecting this, and we'll get into a little bit of that, but first I'll just play a little bit of that trailer for you so you can kind of hear it uh, from kind of what, what it is. I love you, Wade Wilson. We can... You're right. The cancer's only my liver, lungs, prostate, and brain. It's all things I can live without. What if I told you we can make you better? You're a fighter. We can give you abilities most men only dream of. Make you a superhero. You just promise you'll do right by me, so I can do right by someone else. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. One thing that never survives this place is a sense of humor. Uh, we'll see about that, Posh Spice. Oh, come on. You don't leave me all alone here with less angry Rosie O'Donnell? So that's just the beginning of the trailer. And already, in the first 20 seconds of the Deadpool trailer, there's more life, energy, fun, and humor and wonderment <laughs> than there is in the entire Fantastic Four movie. I saw part of the trailer uh, because it was leading into the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And I choose to kind of look away and distract myself with Clash of Clans so that I don't see it because I try to go in kind of blankly. Yeah, I avoid trailers as much as possible as well. So I haven't really seen this trailer, just heard it. Now, for me and Captain, this is maybe where you can come in as the professional and you can be able to help us here. Um, For me, Deadpool has been a character that I've seen more in memes and coming up on Imager and Reddit and that kind of thing. Um, And then also, obviously, uh, Comic-Con, there was a lot of buzz about Deadpool then as well. Um, so I don't quite understand who this guy is, where he's from, and why people love him so much. So I went and did a Google internet search. And I went, I wrote, I wrote what's, uh, what's the big deal about Deadpool? And then it did an autofill. And the autofill was being afraid of cows. <laughs> So I'm like even more curious about this character. I have no idea what is going on. So I thought yeah, this would be a good time to Cap. talk about that, Captain. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't say anything about chimichangas. Um, so, so Deadpool uh, is a character that was created by Rob Liefeld back in the early 90s uh, for a book called X-Force. And uh, he was a very different thing at his inception. Well, kind of a different thing at his inception. Uh, he's always been really wisecracking. Uh, when you read a Deadpool book, it takes you three times longer to read than anything else because there are pages and pages and pages of quips uh deadpool just never stops talking 
And uh, that's kind of his big shtick. Um, Deadpool was a uh, part of the uh, Weapon X program, and uh, was uh, was I guess I guess we- I-, I forget if Weapon Eleven was what they called it in the comics, uh, but I think it was. And he uh, so so you had you know Weapon X with Wolverine, where where they give him his claws. Uh, Deadpool was another attempt at creating a super soldier out of a mutant. And what ended up happening was uh, they created a they created uh, someone that was able to uh, be killed or not ever be killed. So he's kind of immortal. You can't kill him. And uh, and, and I guess kind of the joke is supposed to be, uh, what do you do when you have somebody that's an assassin that is that obnoxious and never stops talking and you can't kill him? And that, that's and that, that's that's kind of the that's kind of his whole shtick. And um, over the years, he's gone from uh, just this, like, really, like, black comedy, disturbing, uh, uh, kind of twisted, but but fun and, and, and uh, you know, hilarious, if you like that kind of humor, uh, kind of character, to this uh, breaking the fourth wall character. And uh, so when Joe Kelly was doing him uh, back in the, like I said, in the 90s, um, I've read the first five volumes of Deadpool Classic. I've read all of Joe Kelly's stuff. And um, it was a little bit more straightforward. Uh, and what we, what we had... Uh, more through the 2000s, uh, and it's starting to turn around a little bit back to what it used to be to a degree, uh, is a Deadpool that is constantly breaking the fourth wall, and he kind of knows he's a comic book character, and uh, he, he and that kind of allows him, and, and the idea is that he's so insane, he can see through the panels into our real world. And, <laughs> wow. And Deadpool uh, has, has, uh, has gotten to the point where he starts... Uh, like making fun of uh, stuff that's actually going on in the publishing and the way the comics are made and things like that. And so it's a way for them to kind of, uh, you know, lampoon themselves. And it, it got out of hand for a while there. I think we've really kind of turned it around now. Um, my favorite Deadpool thing is uh, is a book that Cullen Bunn wrote uh, called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, where he, he, disca- he, where he realizes that he's a character in a comic book and he kills everyone trying to get to the writer and the artist. So he's trying to get to the people that made the book so that he can kill them because he's mad at them for making him and putting him through all these horrible things. Whoa. <laughs> so that explains a lot because the tra- <laughs> the trailer was so it was quirky and fast paced and, you know, filled with humor and some of it darker humor Um and it was really like making fun of itself in a, in, in a lot of ways. Do you so. think they'll break the fourth wall in the movie too? Do you think that'll be part of the character? Well, Aaron, that's the big question. They're clearly already letting us know that they're going to do that. They're going to at least push the line because there's a line in that trailer uh, before he gets his costume when he says, "Just don't make it green or animated." Yeah, we heard that. Yeah. And he's and and he's making and of course he's making fun of uh, Green Lantern, which he which Ryan Reynolds was in. So there's already a little bit of I mean that's not quite fourth wall breaking if in that universe that movie got made, but we don't know how far they're gonna go with it. Right, it's definitely meta, if nothing yeah. else. You know, yeah. there's it's there's gonna, more than one layer to it's it. It's gonna reference a lot of our pop culture, you know. So it's, it's gonna also definitely reference a lot of big mis- mistakes and mishaps in superhero movies. I love that they put that in there uh, as opposed to any. Anything else uh, because of course you know everybody a lot of people really don't like that movie but also it really makes me think that they're probably going to take a lot of pot shots at X-Men Origins 
And I and and that's of course uh, notorious because they they uh, for Deadpool fans ruined Deadpool in that. Um, I was going to say Reynolds played him the first time, of course. Uh, and so this is this is a, a, an attempt at doing it doing it. It's so funny to say that doing it straight, doing it like it is in the comics. Uh, this is Deadpool right off the page. I was going to ask you about that because I remember Deadpool from X Men Origins, and I remember that Ryan Reynolds played him. So th- is this scene then as like a direct? A sequel to that or is it completely pretending that Deadpool doesn't exist in this continuity the, the beauty of it Aaron is that it doesn't matter we just soft rebooted with days of future past you could do anything you want to well that's true that's a fair point we live in a free world a free imagination world um I, I am hoping that they're smart about it and and that there's you know you know some kind of a nod to the fact that we've done his origin before because I was kind of surprised with the trailer that they're making it clear that this is an origin picture. Um, we've already seen him go through this once. Yeah. What is and it? now they're just now it's like we're just gonna do it right this time. What is it about the first time that know. that did it wrong for Deadpool fans? Because I didn't know anything about the character when I saw X Men Origins. Well, the way that Ryan Reynolds was was uh, you know characterizing it was pretty spot on, but of course, people's problem with it was just that when he becomes Weapon X, they seal his mouth up, and he just turns into the the end boss of every video game you've ever played ever, uh, and and uh, they just didn't let him be wisecracking, quipping Deadpool with his Deadpool costume, and that's what people were kind of mad about because there was no telling if we'd ever get another one. Now, I always said there's no reason they couldn't have gone from that to actual Deadpool, uh, but I think the problem was they called it Deadpool. They just shouldn't have called it Deadpool. You know what I mean? Like, like he's playing Wade Wilson, but they just shouldn't have called it Deadpool. Uh, that makes sense. He could have been Deadpool. There, there's a, there's an after credit scene in that movie where uh, he, he it turns out that he has somehow survived, and he and he opens his mouth, and he, he says some quip or something. It's like, hey, look, we, we know what Deadpool is, but that didn't satiate anybody. In the comments, uh, Caleb says, in one of the original drafts of the script, Deadpool plays with action figures from Origins, and then he heckles the producers, and they give him a bunch of weird powers. <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> um, I should mention, of course, that this movie is not going to be for everybody, and prepare to have a tough time if you have a weak stomach. A weak stomach, or if you have kids that love, like, they, they just want to go see another uh, superhero well, movie, Well, the nice you know? thing is it'll be rated R. Those people will be dumb if they take their kids. <laughs> it'll, be just, it'll be just like Watchmen. Um, the, the, I am, I, I mean, I have a lot of faith in this project. I feel like, and I'm not a big, giant Deadpool guy, uh, but I, I, I have faith in this project. You know, I've, I've studied up with the character, um, but it's not really my cup of tea. It's too raunchy for me, um, except for what Bun's done, which I think is fantastic. But anyway, um, I think that that when parents bring their kids, they're going to do just what Snyder did with Watchmen, and they're going to make it very clear that it's not for them, and they're going to put something in the first two minutes that are going to make those people walk out. It could be, although I have seen those people keep their kids through so many movies. Uh, it's it's really amazing what parents will take their children to. It's that's yeah. It's well pixels. I mean, although <laughs> although that's not fair because they duped us. But but anyway, um, no, we just got to remember that not every superhero thing is for kids anymore. And I'm hoping people are getting a little bit wiser to that. Um, I just like that they're not trying to put it in a PG-13 box. You can't do Deadpool like that. that yeah, yeah. Do do the movie right or don't do it at all. <clears throat> Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. And I mean, again, Ryan Reynolds, I think, is an interesting actor because he has one of the most 
fun and interesting personalities uh, that's acting today, and yet he is so misused in so many different movies, and it'll be interesting to see if they can use him correctly in this. So sounds like they're going the right direction, at least in that. Any final thoughts on Deadpool before we move on? Any final questions? Feel free to pop them into the chat. We will get to those as well. Do you have any final thoughts, Cap? Uh, The big thing I want to mention is that I really, really hope that Gambit comes out on time next year, because if it does, it means that Fox will have the record. And despite what happened with with Fantastic Four, I feel like with the way that they've been handling X-Men lately, they deserve it. Uh, Next year, if Gambit comes out on time, we're going to have Apocalypse, Deadpool, and Gambit in the same year. Marvel has not had a three-year yet, neither has DC, and I think that's kind of exciting. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I I sound like a sports analyst. You do. I think, but I think that, well, it's what I do. I think it's, I, th- I think that's really exciting. Fox's movies per year average is a little bit above Marvel, so I think they're kind of hitting it out of the park in that way. <laughs> that was really good. Thanks. That was my sports guy. You did guy. a really great that job. That was my sports guy. All right, let's move on to our buried treasure, the one thing we want to let people know exists that maybe they haven't heard of. Aaron, why don't you start? You want me to start today? Um... I'm going to go with a TV show that actually has been on three seasons, but I'm just now getting into uh, because I've heard so much buzz about it and is just as good as people have said. It's called Orphan Black. And this is a show about a woman who discovers in the very first few moments of the series that there is another woman that looks just like her. And this woman uh, ends her life, commits suicide at a subway. And so she decides to take over this woman's life because they look exactly alike. Well, she starts to find out that's not the only one out there that looks just like her. And so she starts to unravel the mystery of why there are these people uh, that look just like she does. That's interesting. So it is very interesting. And it's very well done. It's called Orphan Black. Cool. So it's something you might want to check out. Jot that one down. If it Uh, sounds interesting for you. Three seasons seasons down, but that's three 10-episode seasons. Okay. So, you know, they're kind of these the new style of mini seasons where you get 10 episodes at a time. So something you might want to check out. Uh, for me, my buried treasure this week is a podcast I find myself talking about more and more with my friends. It's called The Moth, and it's an amazing podcast. Um, it's basically storytelling. So they do different kinds of podcasts. Sometimes it'll just be like two or three stories. Sometimes it's an hour long of storytelling. But the people who put this on, The Moth Group that started it, they'll have, um, basically it's just one person on stage telling a true story with no notes. And they do work with the people to try to help them to develop their storytelling skills. But oftentimes you'll hear stories that you just, you would never ever hear any other way than just taking a couple minutes and listening to a podcast. So um, it has brought me to tears. It's made me laugh. Uh, It's given me great perspective. It's given me things to think about. And if you uh, just want to try it out, there's actually a really good one right now. They do something called a story slam where they have different people who will win storytelling competitions and then they all battle each other in a fun way. I mean, it's just for fun, but um, it's there's some really incredible storytellers and really incredible real stories. So that's called The Moth. I'd back up that buried treasure. I love The Moth. Um, Great stories. And you mentioned the part about how they uh, go without notes. That's one of kind of the heart of it that I love is that they develop a story like they'll prepare, you know, with how they want to tell their story, that kind of thing. But when they go deliver it, you know, they just tell it and uh, it just feels really natural and really interesting and can be both 
can be both tears and laughs at the same time. Some of those stories. Oh, it's, there's just been a couple. Yeah. Of them. Their stories stay with me. So mm-hmm. even though I've never met them before, like I just cannot ever forget their stories. So yeah, that's a great podcast. You know, you've heard a good one whenever that. So again, that's called the Moth. And you can look it up online or you can find it. In yeah, your if you podcasting. like uh, if you like like uh, This American Life, Radio Lab, those kind of podcasts, it kind of falls in that same kind of storytelling vein. So good stuff. What about you, Cap? What's your buried treasure this week? Well, I want to mention a website that I've been using for years that I don't have. I don't hear people talk about a lot, uh, which is kind of surprising because it seems like a lot of people use it. Uh, but it's uh, funtrivia.com. Uh, I'm a big trivia buff. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. I like writing trivia. I like, I like doing trivia. Uh, and it's a good way to keep your mind sharp. Uh, funtrivia.com is a website where a lot of people uh, contribute quizzes and then uh, that all goes into this big archive and you can take quizzes on virtually anything, uh, pop culture stuff, history stuff, science stuff, uh, whatever it is. Um, Their uh, archive for Star Trek is enormous. Uh, That's kind of how I found them and then they've got a a bunch of stuff for, you know, know, comics and movies and television and and music and whatever it is that you're into Uh, and it's it's a free website unless you want to keep track of your score past a certain point or um, or uh, you know compete in tournaments and stuff like that and then I think it's like it's like twenty or thirty bucks for a year um, which is which is uh, kind of worth it if you if you play with it a lot um, there are like daily games and uh, hourly games and those they 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 have all these different uh, kind of games that they bring in uh, questions from these thousands and thousands and thousands of quizzes that they have um, and it's a it's a really fun way to pass the time. You can use it. You you could do it on your on your phone, and um, they they uh, they even have like I guess a I guess like a a, a phone like a, like a device game now that you can only play on your phone. Um, and it's uh, it's really fun. And like I said, it's a it's kind of a nice way to keep your brain sharp. Um, and uh, to because a lot of people I think don't really do it because they're like, well, what's the point of knowing things? You just look stuff up. And I think um, it, those people are all going to end up with Alzheimer's. <laughs> what was the name of it again? Funtrivia.com. Funtrivia.com. I am on it right now on my phone. Uh, so it says hourly games. So how does that work? Um, so you uh, so you click on one of those and uh, they they change every hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you do is you t- you go ahead and take the quiz. And, and some of them are timed, some of them aren't. And I think you, you can kind of t- make the option to to, uh, to to take it timed or not. And then uh, you take that quiz and then you look at the scoreboard and you see if you uh, if you're if you're in like the top ten or fifteen or whatever um, of people that have taken that. Oh, in, interesting. In just, in just the last hour. Yeah, it's kind of fun. There's right. a really cool trivia game that we found too. Trivia Crack became really popular. But then a friend, uh, my aunt, actually told me about another trivia game that you might like because you like trivia. So I'm going to try to find it. And I don't oh, know. Are you talking about Quiz Up? Quiz Up. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, Quiz Up's really good. All right. I'm playing the fun trivia general. Oh, it wants me to sign in and everything. I'm not going to sign in. Yeah, I thought it might be fun up. to ask yeah, a couple you know, questions from it and see if together we could be smarter than everybody else. Well, but. I can do it because I'm signed in. Do it. Do it. Ask us some questions. Quiz up is right, awesome. We, Thank you, Monstrix, go. for that. Okay, go ahead. Uh, mixed bag. Uh, which Warner Brothers Looney Tunes character was billed as the fastest mouth in all, mouse in all of Mexico? Obviously, that is... Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. Uh, which of the following words refers to a state of mass confusion and comes from the name of an English psychiatric hospital, St. Mary of Bethlehem? Uh, betrothal, Bedlam, Bethel, or... Oh, I'm sorry. Beldame, Bethel, or Bedlam? That's Bedlam. Bedlam. That's Bedlam. Uh, Leon Perrins is a band of, uh, excuse me, a brand of which of these condiments used to flavor meat and fish dishes, tomato ketchup, chili powder, herbs and spices mix, or Worcestershire sauce? Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> what children's book begins chug, 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 puff, puff, puff? 
the little engine that could. That's the little engine that could. He's nice. Easy today. Uh, which successful American inventor said, I have not failed. I've just found a 10,000 ways that won't work. Thomas Edison. I believe you are correct. And of course, these are uh, multiple choice. Nicely done. These are done. easy enough. We're not needing them. In what country's variety of English might you find the sentence, Emily lives out in whoop whoop, India, South Africa, Australia, or USA? Ooh. Africa. Out in whoop whoop. I would say that's, um, what were the other choices? Uh, India or Australia or the United States? I would say Australia. Australia. I would say Australia. Yeah. Uh, Who played the leading character in the movie version of both The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins? Uh, That was Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, that's right. Uh, Which two types of farm animals have breeds called uh, Hereford? Sheep and goats, chickens and geese, cattle and hogs, or dogs and cats? Ooh, cattle and, cattle and hogs is what I would guess. I'm guessing cattle oh, and hogs. Oh, Hereford, Hereford, Hereford. <laughs> yeah, Hereford, Hereford. Uh, Bruce Willis, musician and producer, began acting in high school because what problem disappeared once he got on stage? Hunger, stutter, balding, or overbite? That's stutter. That's a dumb question. <laughs> his overbite disappeared. <laughs> uh, he just he sucked back into his <laughs> jaw. Balding as soon as he got on stage. <laughs> Guy Williams played Dr. Robinson in Lost in Space. However, he first became a television star on what other show playing a masked hero with a sword? Zorro. That's right. I'm pretty sure that's right. Wow, Danae. Okay, now we're going to see if we got all of them correct. These were pretty darn easy. I think I think likely we got them all correct. I think, I think just... I'm most concerned about the cattle and hog one. Yeah, yeah. The Hefford and then also no, no, Australia. For... Yeah, no, we're right about both of those. Hey, and you know we're, what? We had people playing along in the chat the whole time. And they and were right, too. Also, you were all correct. Have you ever Have you ever heard of uh, the restaurant Hereford House? That's a steakhouse? Oh, no. No. And that, would, that would be why I knew we were right about that. One time I called somebody a heifer because I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> I was a kid. I didn't know better. <laughs> well, that was fun. Thanks for letting me play game show host. That's probably my favorite thing Woo, to do. There you that go. That was really no, fun. No, anytime. Trivia is awesome. Quiz Up's great. And this is called uh, FunTrivia.com. FunTrivia.com. If you want to check it out as well. So, Uh, The BDG says, love watching the old Zorro episodes with my boys. I loved the old Zorro episodes. Those were amazing. I never never watched them. What was so so good about them? I don't... Like it's you, you, like the old west setup, but you know you're actually on an old west mm-hmm. kind of scene, so it's not like necessarily, but it's a little bit different. It's like a Spanish flair, you know. So it's just a, just enough different. And I loved horses growing up, so I always loved that there was a real horse and an actor, and you know they were fighting crime with sword fighting and the mystery. original Zorro silent film is brilliant. Yeah, that was a really good. I think I've seen part of that one. Yeah. I'm sad that our little outro music is already playing. That means it's time. Aww. It is time for us to say goodbye. Um, we have had uh, a blast with Cap hanging out, talking about an awful movie, <laughs> and then about a movie that looks really, really interesting. If and you so would forth. like to hear the spoiler version of our Sif Pop review, we're actually going to be releasing that in the Sif Pop podcast feed. So if you are subscribed to Sif Pop in iTunes or Stitcher, you will have it there waiting for you. Whenever you'd like to listen to it. A more a more specific version of why we hated this movie. Yeah, we'll get into more <laughs> of the plot details. Thanks again to our supporters uh, on Patreon. You guys have no idea what it means to know that our fans are the ones that are making this show possible. If you would like to continue to make Shoe the Dough possible, we're going to be adding New Music Digest to our next, uh, when we get to our next goal, when we go three days a week. So we'll, right now we'll see you again on Tuesday for just a regular episode of Shoot the Dough where we kind of cycle through different segments. Um, and then 
Hopefully we'll get a little bit more per month and we'll go to three days a week, add new music digest, and then also do Sif Pop. So we're really excited. If you've got any questions or concerns, you can always write us all the details at our website, AaronAndDanae.com. And again, the bonus segment today uh, <laughs> will be the outtakes from trying to get this episode wait. started. Uh, yeah, some we, we entered actually interdimensional travel. We really did. As we tried to start this podcast. Cannot wait for you so, to hear it. Uh, if you want to hear that, um, just think about maybe doing a dollar a month yeah. to help us keep doing yeah. this. Even and if it's a buck a month, you have access to that Pop stuff. out of your account every every month, <laughs> just one buck our way, and you have complete access to all that stuff at the at the Patreon page. Again, that's patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. And it is time to say goodbye. It is no longer clobbering time. <laughs> the, it is flame off. <laughs> flame off. Flame off. <laughs> Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.